Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. It has been an interesting week. Yeah, yeah. Found found some more stuff from from Vince that we'll yeah. talk about. Five million more things, as it yeah. were. Uh, Drew McIntyre uh, had apparently had injured. Apparently injured. Uh, Hit Row minus Swerve is back in WWE. Out of nowhere, showed uh, up on SmackDown. <laughs> so there's been a lot going on. Triple H wasting no time in reshaping WWE to his vision. Uh, our, oh, yeah. It's been great these last few weeks. There's excitement yeah. in the air. And speaking of excitement, I'm excited for this week's whiskey. See, oh, see what I did there? See what you did there. So this one is the Four Roses, which we've had before. We've had Four Roses before. We've had their Four Roses. They're traditional. We've had their Single Barrel. We've had their small batch, mm-hmm. and now we have the small batch select. Fancy, very fancy. So it's got to be what fifteen dollars a bottle, sixty, sixty dollars <laughs> a bottle. Um, so it is a little on the expensive side, but it is four roses. I haven't had a bad bottle of four roses. Yeah, all of the four roses has been fantastic. Um. So the way Four Roses work is they have 10 different um, mash bills that they use. And then they they mix those to come up with their whiskey. And then you go down, you have the single barrel, which is one barrel. Uh, And then you have the small batch, which is four barrels combined to, to make the whiskey. And then now you have the small batch select, which is six barrels. Okay. So I looked up some stuff on their website. So it should have a nose of raspberries, clove, and nutmeg. The nutmeg I'm definitely getting. Mm-hmm. Not the clove. I don't know what they're going for with clove. I can I can kinda there's a there there's that berry tart smell for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd call it raspberry, but you can definitely smell that part at least. Yeah. And, I can, and the note makes there too. And then on the palate, when we, we take a drink here in a moment, you should taste apricot, berries, vanilla, and light oak. Okay. I, I, so. I, I love how they, they assign these things. Like <laughs> any whiskeys, and, and us yeah. too, for that matter, we're drinking. It's like, it's, it tastes like peanuts and caramel. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but that's what it triggers in your head. But your is... brain kind of uh, associates those, so... And the finish, you should have a lingering spearmint okay. with a light touch of cinnamon. All right. So well, let's find out. Let's huh? find out. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I definitely get the cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get cinnamon at the end there. Oh, that's very good. I do really like that. Um, I don't know where they're getting the whole apricot idea from, but okay. <laughs> Our palates just must not must not be refined enough. It must not be. Um, <coughs> but that's a uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I really like that one. That is, you did good, sir. I did. See, it's it's worth getting some bad ones so I can save up to get some good ones. <laughs> Let's dive in. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, so we had Alexa Bliss, Oscar, and Bianca Belair agree to a six-woman match with Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai. Um, then there was a brawl. You know that. So that match is going to be at Clash at the Castle. After the challenge was accepted, they all brawled. 
There you go. Uh, WWE announced the tournament for the women's tag team championships. We're finally ready to move on from Mercedes Verado and uh, or Vernado, however you say her last name. Vernado or something like that. Yeah, and uh, and whatever Naomi's name is. Trinity Fatu. Yeah, I completely blanked on it. So we're going to see a women's tag tournament where at the end I can almost guarantee you that Naomi and Sasha Banks will show up to challenge the winners. It seems very pop. Probable. <laughs> uh, we have Seth Rollins defeating Angelo Dawkins uh, via pinfall. Uh, this was a fairly quick match, but it was a really good match. From, you know, Dawkins is like, hey, don't overlook me. As he stands there next to, to Montez Ford, who is right. got it. Yes. Dawkins is not to be overlooked either. Dawkins is good. <clears throat> and. On his own, solid mid card guy. I would say Top upper. Mid, I'd say upper mid card. Upper mid card. Um, very solid, solid, solid tag team guy as shown with mm. with Montez. Thing is, Montez is a, a an upper card guy. Ma- Montez um, is a superstar. Yes, for sure. See. see what you did there. <laughs> we have uh, Finn Balor defeating Rey Mysterio via pinfall. Kevin Owens power bombs Ezekiel onto the ring apron. And then he gets stretchered out. Yeah. I that part didn't show up on Hulu. So Yeah. I gotta make money so I can actually, <laughs> you know, get cable again. Uh we have Eo Sky and Dakota Kai defeating Tamina and Dana Brooke via pinfall to advance in the tag team tournament. Omos uh defeats two enhancement talents in a handicap match because we need to keep building him up for some reason. And we have uh, Dolph Ziggler defeating Chad Gable. We have AJ Styles defeating The Miz in a no-disqualification match. And we have Bobby Lashley defeating and retaining his United States Championship match. He defeats Ciampa. That was a really good match. Too. Yeah. I don't I expect Ciampa to stick around very long. With the Miz, I expect no. him to break off here pretty quick. I fully expect them to break off quick enough and become the psycho killer again. Mm-hmm. So that's Monday Night Raw. You want to tell us about uh, Dynamite on Wednesday? I don't want to tell you about Dynamite, sir. I want to tell you about Quake by the Lake. All right. <clears throat> Which is the name that they gave Dynamite Wednesday because AEW. <laughs> uh, and honestly, I love their little, their weird little, uh, names that they give some of their dynamites. So, anyway. We gotta make them feel special. This match kicked off with Brody King versus Darby Allen in a coffin match in which Darby wins, and the way he won was really cool. Uh, he choked out Brody with a chain and then kind of kicked him off the ring apron into the coffin. We then had a tornado tag match of the Lucha Bros versus Roosh and Andrade. Um, this was a, a kind of a setup to start for the next week's uh, six man matches. Uh, Roosh and Andrade win in a horribly overbooked match oh, that did nothing but piss everybody who was watching in this room off yeah, big time and turn us off from anything AEW was doing. Yeah. Um, Luchasaurus came out next for a squash match. Where he wins, Chris, Jungle Boy attacked Christian backstage, then Luchasaurus came running backstage. Uh, sure. Wardlow uh, cuts a promo. Well, Wardlow and Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt all cut a promo. Um, Jay Lethal, Satnam, and Sanjay talk about how uh, they're coming for Wardlow. Uh, and then they talk about how they beat him up last week. Then Wardlow comes down, backed up by FTR. It doesn't lead to anything. Ricky Starks then fought Aaron Solo. Of course, Ricky Starks wins. Uh, but, uh, did Hobbs get involved in this? I don't remember. No, Hobbs did not get involved in this. We then had Madison Rain versus Jade Cargill for the TBS champion. Um, 
Jade, of course, wins. I'm so over Jade Cargill as a the champion at this point. In the ring with Madison Rain, who is a 20-year vet, it just absolutely showed how green Jade still is. Yes, she is getting better. Yes, she is moving forward. But you can't put her in a match with, J- with Madison and just be able to do the whole no-sell everything. Because Madison has been champions in TNA for years, right? Jade can't sell. So I'm just not buying anything at this point, really, with her. Was Madison Rain the right one to take the belt off of her? Absolutely not. We do set up Athena at the end of it. Athena comes in and jumps Jade. Maybe that's where we get this and Jade finally loses. I don't know, and I highly doubt it. Uh, we then get the interim world championship match of John Moxley versus the Lionheart Chris Jericho. Moxley wins. Several times there was in uh involvement of JAS. Sammy Guevara threw Jericho a bat. Uh Moxley kicks out of it. Mox finally causes uh Jericho to tap. As soon as he taps, here comes the Appreciation Society. And then here comes Blackpool Combat Club. And then we have this big scrum. Uh Jericho Appreciation Society getting the upper hand. And then CM Punk's music hits. And Punk comes running down to the ring. Uh, soon as Punk hits the ring, Jericho Appreciation Society scatters because it's CM Punk. And then Punk and Moxley kind of do a, a, a face-off. You know, I'm which, coming for you. Which the, the Punk-Moxley face-off was amazing. Yeah. So, that was Rampage. I mean, Dynamite. All right, so SmackDown, we have Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah defeating Zaylee and Shotzi via pinfall. That was for the tag team tournament. We have the Viking Raiders destroying Kofi Kingston. We have uh, Hit Row returning and defeating Brandon Scott and Trevor Irving via pinfall to create a wrestlers. Uh, we have Ronda Rousey coming through the crowd, dumping a duffel bag full of cash in the ring before being escorted out by security and confronting Shayna Baszler and telling Shayna, what happened to you? You used to be a killer. Yeah, Becky Lynch actually called her out on that. Uh, Ronnie doing the man after the man did it. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Liv Morgan uh, bulldogging Shayna Baszler through a table after their contract signing. Um, so, Baszler had attacked Morgan's arm during all of this, but Liv gets the, the upper hand. We have uh, Los Lotharios, that's Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo, pitching themselves to join Maximum Male Models. Of course, uh, Max Dupree says that they're not the stuff of Maximum Male Models. They say he's, they're not talking to him, they're talking to Maxine. She seemed interested. Uh, we have Happy Corbin attacking Ricochet back, uh, backstage. And we have a video package introducing NXT's, uh, Nikita Lyons, I think that's her name, and Zoe Stark to the WWE Universe. They're part of the tag team tournament. I don't know if this means that they're coming up to SmackDown or if they're just going to include NXT in the tournament or not. We get the Intercontinental Championship, Gunther. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura in one hell of a match. It was uh, it was WWE brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. It was great. Caitlin came out and, and was sitting down and watched that match, and she was just speechless and at a loss of words throughout for how good it was. Um. We have a tag team match between Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss, or I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss versus the Usos, where uh, McIntyre and Moss get the win. We also see earlier in the show, Drew McIntyre comes and he's he's calling out Roman. Roman's not there. Drew says Roman's not there, but is making a whole big deal out of that. Then you get Carrying Cross's music hits, and you see. Up on the stage, uh, uh, Scarlet, and she is just 
statuesque with her back turned to the camera and the robe on before turning around and walking down. And the entrance is just going to be great when it actually happens. Like, they, they figured it out. Yes. So, yeah, that was SmackDown. Uh, going to Rampage. Now, Rampage started this week in an odd way. It started with a promo. Normally, Rampage starts off with a, they're already in the ring. You can see their entrances on YouTube, you know, but Daniel Bryan's in the ring. And he's cutting a promo talking about, yes, he lost to uh, Daniel Garcia. Uh, Garcia's talking about how he's, it probably ended his career. Well, let me tell you, I'm not ending my career like that. Um, which caused Daniel Garcia to come out and threatened to, oh, well, I'll end it next time we fight. Which brings up uh, Brian uh, talking about how he thought Daniel Garcia was one of the best talents he's seen. Uh, he was the best wrestler. He was one of the first names that he mentioned for Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, but then Jericho got to him, and he became a, a sports entertainer. Um, and basically said, you know, look, if you ever want to become the best technical wrestler, come see me. Uh, which is basically setting up for their next match. Uh, which is a two out of three falls. The Dragon Slayer versus the American Dragon. Hooray. Um, we then got Sammy Guevara and... Ty Mello is what she's going by now because Conti's no longer her last name since they got married this weekend. Hooray. Congratulations to them. Um, they fought Dante Martin and Sky Blue for the AAA mixed tag titles, which, of course, Sammy and, and Ty won. Uh, Parker Boudreaux, who is a member of the, what is it, the Truth, uh, what do they call themselves? Truth Busters which is uh, Ari Davari's group. This dude looks like a beast, right? And he fought Sonny Kiss, uh, who was in the ring with no entrance. <laughs> so you knew how that was going to go. Uh, Parker Boudreaux wins very easily. Well, I remember uh, WWE apparently had high hopes for Parker Boudreaux, comparing yeah. him, I think, to Brock Lesnar. Yes. And then he was just unceremoniously released. Yep. When WWE was all like, you have 60 days to improve. If you don't improve in the 60 days, you're out of here. Yep, and they let him go. And here he is in AEW, and the dude's a beast. Uh, we then got the Gun Club versus Beardhausen, which was Danhausen and Eric Rowan. The Gun Club wins here, and I have absolutely no idea why. Uh, I just, I don't get it. Uh, be because the ass boys needed a win. I, I just don't get it here. No. The, the ass boys need to be jobber talent. That's all they are. That's all they'll ever be. Well, they need to accept the name the ass boys. Yeah. And then go from there. Uh, then the the main event was Ari Davari versus Orange Cassidy. Where Orange Cassidy wins. Then the other truth busters jump in to start beating him down. The uh, best friends come in to help with the beatdown. Then Sonny Kiss shows up, like she's going standing next to Arch Cassidy to, to you know, I'm going to help you take out Boudreaux. And then Sonny Kiss turned around and, and gave Arch Cassidy a, a nut shot and has joined the Truth Busters at this point. So that was Rampage. All in all, very lackluster. So, what are we talking about first? So, the rumor mill, the dirt sheet, spit out a rumor this week that following the July 4th match between one R-Truth and Gunther, mm -hmm. that Vince McMahon and his regime had soured on Gunther. Yep. How do you sour on Walter? And yes, I'm switching back to Walter yeah. here because that's that's what he should be called. But how do you sour on Walter? How do you sour on Keith Lee? How do you sour on Swerve Scott? How do you sour on Braun Strowman? How do you sour on? Uh, how do you sour on Braun Strowman? Says the man who does not like Braun Strowman. I don't Strowman. care for Braun Strowman, <laughs> but in the WWE, 
Braun Strowman is the the physique that the WWE oh, wants. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Dexter Loomis. Mm-hmm. How do you let Johnny Gargano leave? How do you let Adam Cole leave? Really and truly, let's go back. How do you let John Moxley leave? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, like, okay, if you told me, yeah, we let John, Mo- we let uh, Gargano go, we let Cole go because they're too small. They don't fit the WWE stereotype. Cool, I get it. You can say that if you want to. I don't agree with you, but hey, if you want just the big meaty men slapping meat, go for it. Yeah. But then you let go. You're want to, you're talking about souring on Walter. You let go of Braun. You let go Keith Lee. Um, pick a lane, WWE. Like damn. And and all of those guys are main event stars. Like, you know, Braun Strowman had maybe outlived his quote unquote usefulness. So you let him sit at home for six months a year. Yeah. I mean, and then you bring wrong. him back as the monster returning. He's 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 I the modern he's era a, big show. I think he's a shit human. Yeah, you know. But as far as a wrestler is concerned, he is the WWE stereotype: giant monster man that can flip semi trucks. And and you know he put in the work. You go back and look at what he looked like when he first debuted, yeah. when he was still carrying his strongman weight. Yep. To what he looked like when he left, he was scarier when he left oh, yeah. than he was when he debuted. And you're gonna let him just walk out the door? Mm-hmm. Um, you know he did. Not just walk out the door. Fire him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. This wasn't a situation where his contract ended and they couldn't come to terms with with a resigning. This was. Ah, we really don't think we got anything for you. Bye. There's always something for a big man like that. Yep. Um, you brought up Dexter Loomis. Mm-hmm. I, I neglected to mention yeah, he showed up. On that Smackdown he showed up Raw. on Raw, Raw in the crowd at the end of Raw mm-hmm. before being escorted out yeah. uh, by security. And Indy Hartwell tweeted a thumbs up. <laughs> this, you know, the rumors have been swirling that would we see Dexter back in WWE? And the answer to that is yes, because even if he had shown up, and we've seen this before, if you have a wrestler who's trying to get rehired, who does something as dumb as show up on Raw trying to get attention, how you doing? You know, (laughs) Uh, you you just, they don't give them any. They escort them out. Quietly, off camera. Yeah. Exactly. No. This was blatant. They moved the camera. Yeah, he was coming over the barricade. This yeah. was part of the show. This was part of the show. They escort him out. He's still facing back, facing the ring, walking backwards as the, the security guards es- escort him out. That's not how security guards would escort you out. Uh-uh. So this was 100% part of the show. He's back in WWE. We're going to see Dexter Loomis on Monday Night Raw. I'm all for it. I'm interested to see where it goes. I always thought Dexter moved very good in the ring. Mm-hmm. His, his the knuckle drag that he always did was really cool. Shades of early Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um, the character concept I thought was cool mm-hmm. for, for a WWE character. Um, so yeah, I, I'm stoked to see him back. Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, we, we, we touched to on well, we touched on Drew being hurt. Mm-hmm. It looks like that he's hurt his back. Somehow. And it looks like he's been wrestling with it hurt for a while, apparently. Yeah. He I, was taken off of a couple of house shows, uh, different things. He is still scheduled for now to be at uh, Clash of the Castle. Which I think is why they took him off the house shows. Yeah. It's just easier. So he can just rest. Let's take him off. Let him rest when he's not on TV. Let him heal. He's going to come put on a great match against Roman where he's going to lose. He's going to lose, and then he can take some time off and get, get everything fixed, probably. Hopefully he gets him back in time for uh, Rumble, and yeah. we can go from there. Um, you want to talk about the five million things that they they found out about Vince? Yeah, yeah, we can do that for sure. Um, so apparently, in in further digging from the uh, the board of directors, and you know, trying to figure out all of this 
you know, how are we reporting this to the SEC, the the 14 point, I think it was like, what, 14.6, 14.3, something like that, million dollars uh, of, of hush money that Vince has paid out over the past 20-odd years. That um, totally came from Vince's pocket, not the, the That totally WWE. came from the Vince's pocket, not the WWE. Um, but yet the WWE is is having to reconfigure or re resubmit all of their uh, SEC filings mm-hmm. because while this is totally private money and, and not in any way WWE money, uh, because of Vince's stature in the company, this could have affected, if it would have gotten out that he was paying this money, it could have affected stock prices. So we, we have to say that this was a thing that happened. Does it, does it kind of stink in here to you? Um, it kind of kind of smells like shit. Yeah, yeah it's some bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they've apparently found five million more dollars uh, that was paid out three million to one and two million to one uh, that were uh, also employees of the WWE that had some kind of uh, illicit deal with Vince, uh, and he paid them money to go away. We're now. I'm just going to round up. We're now at $20 million. Yep. And I can almost guarantee you that this is not the end of it. Oh, there's bound to be more. There's bound to be more. Now, whether any more makes the headline news, Vince is out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. I don't think he's gone, gone. I think he's running things from like a shadow. I don't even think that. I, I don't think he is gone 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 for the simple fact that he still holds 80 percent of the voting rights to wwe when it comes to the board so he's never until all that's gone vince will not be gone right but as far as having any involvement in the day-to-day of the company nah, i don't think he has anything there i don't even think it's so much as a him telling stephanie hey uh you know, uh, you should do you should do this because uh, that's that's what I would do, and it's gonna make us money. I don't even think it's that far. Like I think he is. I think that is a sure dad, and then gonna go ahead and do whatever she wanted to do anyway. I think she still asked. I think she still asked her dad for advice. I could see asking for advice, but as far as him telling her what to do, no, nah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, um, I can see especially that, especially with Nick Khan now getting that CEO role as well. So Nick's gonna be like. Now, Vince, yeah, you gotta stay away. Yes, can't have you showing up backstage at the shows. Can't, can't have you showing up messing up my opportunity to sell WWE. <laughs> you know, um, Triple H has, of course, taken over as head of creative. Uh, on and it a, shows. On a sad note, apparently Kevin Dunn is hanging around for a while. Because the person that they were going to promote into his spot left the company. Uh, so they're kind of leaving him around for a bit is what the rumoring at least is. Mm. Uh, we, we will see. I know most of the wrestlers do not like him at all. Uh, he's part of, he's also part of that old guard with Vince. So I could definitely see maybe later instead of sooner, but Kevin Dunn getting the ax once somebody's figured out to take yeah. his spot. And, and I can, I, I I feel fairly confident in saying that his power is drastically reduced. Oh, for sure. For uh, sure. He had Vince's ear. Mm-hmm. Triple H doesn't seem to care what women look like as far as if they're going to yep. be promoted as champion or not. Exactly. Um, and Triple H is going to put people... He's going to put the wrestlers that he likes mm-hmm. up there. Another thing that's come out in the last week or so is apparently you can now say wrestler and belt and strap yeah. and all these things that Vince was like, no, nah, we can't do that. You can go back and say all these terms that are wrestling terms that have been wrestling terms for hundred years. Yeah. But Vince got rid of them because they were too wrestling. And too wrestling. They're not and, sports and, and entertainment. Wrestling has a negative connotation to the, the mm-hmm. general audience. So, yep. um, we're going to call them superstars. And yeah, that's not a that's belt. That's a title. It's a title. It's a and championship. Yes. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah. Um, 
So what you want to talk about? All right, Cody. <laughs> that was that was. So what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> uh, what else we got out the, there? The the uh, the ending of Dynamite. Okay. Quake at the lake. It's a scrum. You had the scrum at the end after uh, CM Punk cleared the ring, mm-hmm. and you have Moxley on the ground. And the camera's looking at Moxley, and he's just signaling to the rest of Blackpool Combat Club and Eddie Kingston and all them, no, nah, I got this. Yeah. He's Cause down, because he'd been just yeah. beat down for long. And he's he's sitting there, you can kind of see him gathering himself, and he's just like, I got it, I got it. He stands up. You see him, you see him take a big, deep breath. Just, is, all right. He <laughs> has the most, of course, this shit look on his face. <laughs> yeah. He's like, all right. And then he turns around for the face-off. Mm-hmm. I, that was just that whole segment there was brilliant. Because Eddie's standing on the ring, like, pointing behind him and saying, you know, yelling, Punk's dead! And uh, you see Moxie just kind of, you know. Chill, chill, I got this. Chill, got this. it's okay, I got this. It's fine, it's fine. <sighs> and then just turns around, you know. I, I thought it was, I, I thought that was great. I was um, laughing my ass off. I was laughing about and, it. And at the same time, it is the most badass thing out there because it's not like here I am at 100% going to face off against this guy who hasn't. No, I've just wrestled this long, grueling match against bloody Lionheart, match. bloody against Lionheart Chris Jericho. Yep. Second bloody match of the night. Yeah. You know, but I just wrestled this against the Lionheart Chris Jericho. Now, Jericho is not the Lionheart anymore. No. But still, he put on a good show. He did. He did. The match was good. Um, so yeah, seeing the show off was really cool. Uh, I don't know if that. I'm hoping that means maybe Punk's prognosis is better than expected. Yeah. Uh, that he's going to be coming back I mean, sooner rather got, than later. He got physical. You know. Uh, yeah, he got physical. I mean, he was throwing punches. He ran to the ring. Yeah. Um, he didn't take any bumps. Uh. But yeah. his injury would have precluded him from running. Yeah, I would think so. Because so. he I, apparently, because he said he shattered his foot. Yeah. Um. So maybe you know he had surgery done on it. So maybe the surgery he got that John Cena jeans. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, so well, I mean, he's he's, he's he's wrestled John enough that he was able to steal some it's of that just energy. Osmosis type. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You mentioned this was the second bloody uh, match of the evening, and it was the the coffin match was very bloody. Uh, Brody King. Uh. Brody King, uh, Eddie Guevara, uh, Eddie Guerrero himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Eddie, looked like Eddie Guevara. Eddie Guevara, yeah, Eddie Guerrero himself. It looked like if any, if we have um, any fans listening out there that can draw, give me a cross between yeah. Sammy Guevara and Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero. Right. Just can somebody draw that Someone up for me that. or Photoshop, you know, Photoshop that for me? Um, he, it looked like he got busted open the hard way, uh, very early in the match. Uh, Darby Allen had a skateboard with thumbtacks in it, and it looks like maybe that got hit wrong uh, because Brody King started pouring blood from his head. It it almost felt like there might have been an audible called to have the rest of uh, uh, House of Black come down mm-hmm. because they came down, they started attacking Darby, and we didn't see Brody King at all during that. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe they used that, whether, I think they were meant to come down, but whether I think they may have called the audible, got it dark for longer than they meant to. Yeah. So they could go check on. So they could get Brody King checked up, maybe throw some super glue in there to stop, to stimmy that bleeding. Because I'll say this, like you can get a small cut on your head and it's going to pour like crazy. Yeah. That's why the wrestlers cut on their foreheads, you know. No, no real damage involved here. You know, maybe a stitch at the end of the yeah. night if you if something got messed up wrong. But for the most part, you can cut and it'll bleed and it looks really good on camera. And you know, when you get to the back, you kind of put your thumb over it and maybe a band aid and you're done, yeah. right? Um, this looked like it went deeper than it should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I think it was the hard way. I think it was the edge of the skateboard that did it. So it yeah, was he extremely was extremely throughout the whole match. In fact, they changed the ring out. Uh, there was so much blood on the ring mat, they mm-hmm. changed the mat out between this match and the next match. Um, Which we were like, did they do that or did they clean it? There was a spot we thought maybe was his blood, but... 
if they if they just cleaned it, they got out there and they cleaned, they scrubbed it very well in a very short amount of time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was it, it looked like a crime scene, uh, all the way around the ring too. Like he was laying on his stomach, on, and Darby kind of moved him. And when he did, there was just like a trail of blood drug away from him. Uh, I, there were drips of blood all over the coffin. I would say there was probably what at least a pint, pint and a half of blood out there. Easily. And Brody King's a big dude, so, I mean, you know, it, that part wouldn't affect him. But Well, uh, he did look a little unsteady on his feet a few times. Then they got to the, the ending. I thought the ending worked very well mm-hmm. with the, uh, you know, he was trying to choke Darby out like he did at the, the Rumble, the, 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 the legally distinct from the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. Um, the Darby grabbed a chain and punched him in the head, then got over behind him, got in the ring, looped the chain over the rope, and kind of hung him until he passed out and then let go of the chain. And he, Brody had moved the coffin from earlier, so he just kind of bounced off the ring apron and into the coffin. Sting had been hiding in the coffin, and after House of Black came down, they opened the coffin up, and there's Sting. Yep. And he beats the crap out of everybody for a few minutes. He had his face paint with a big black circle around his eye. When he had the the mist spit in there the the week before, it was a very good presentation. Yep. Um. Hit Rose back. They cut a promo, basically just saying we're back, and they're the original three for Hit Row. Mm-hmm. They dominated these jobbers pretty quick. Which were they original three? Because I thought Swerve was the one that founded that. I think Swerve was added afterwards. Okay. Doesn't matter, you know. Hit Row, I think. I think they may have had the idea for Hit Row, and then Swerve got added, as he was a bigger name. But they always they kind of came out as all four when they originally launched Hit Row. Very well could be. Um. So yeah. Is there anything else that really happened this week? There's not a whole lot really that happened this week in wrestling. It was very, it was honestly a very bland wrestling week. But I mean, um, we say that, but the wrestling was good. Yeah, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I don't mean that in any terms of like the wrestling was bad. What I mean is, yes, you know, Triple H got a whole bunch of, you know, they're, they're, we're still in that, that honeymoon era of Triple H, so we're seeing some cool stuff like Dexter mm-hmm. showing up, Hit Row coming back. You know, we're we're seeing some some new matchups, some new things. Ciampa versus uh, Lashley. Uh, Theory wasn't on the show at all. You know, so yeah. we're seeing some new stuff, and that's really cool. Um, Quake at the Lake, the Dynamite one was was serviceable. It wasn't like, oh my god, that was the best one ever. So, uh, uh, but it wasn't there, bad. there's something we can talk about there. Okay, but finish finish your thought. Rampage was very boring to me. Um, there just wasn't enough substance to it. Uh, we do find out that Statlander is hurt. She blew out her ACL and uh, patellar tendon. Yeah. Uh, so she's going to be out for a bit. Um, yeah. So that sucks. But So what about Dynamite? Lucha Bros versus Andrade, El Idolo, and Roosh. Okay. There was a really cool spot in this match, and the rest of it kind of sucked. Yeah. So we've seen this match over and over and over again in the last couple weeks. And every single time, Andrade and Roosh get the win because they tear the mask off of one of the Lucha Bros. So we get in this match. We all know what's going to happen. They tie Penta. They they tie his mask to bottom ring rope. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Then they go to pin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And... Penta, with with nothing else that he can do, takes his mask off and dives and makes a save. Mm-hmm. Covering he, his face. Covering his face. Yeah, he, he he did everything that you have to do as a luchador to maintain your mask. Cool. Amazing spot. I loved that. Mm-hmm. And they ruined it because Alex Abrahantes, yeah. they were prepared for this because, again, every match, they mess with the mask. So Alex throws the mask in. Mm-hmm. But as he's throwing it, uh, the dude that's out there with uh, uh, starts, is it 
can't remember his name. Uh-huh. But the dude that's out there with Andrade and Rouge, right? Hits him, throws the mask. Andrade gets the mask and just throws it back out in the crowd. Which, which why, even, why even have that spot? Why even do any of that beyond taking the mask off? And for the 1,200th time in the last three weeks, we've seen Andrade and his group get the win. Yep. Why hasn't Pinta and Phoenix, why don't they have two masks on? Mm-hmm. They've done that before. They're that's the always mask. a great. They've done it. That's that's and that's always a great reveal. Mm-hmm. You know why don't they have like it would have been a really cool spot for okay Penta Penta gets the save. You know he covers his face up. Andrade and Rouge are gloating because ah we made you unmask. You know the whole thing, and then Penta rolls to the ring apron and instead of let's do this comical throw in. Alex just hands Penta the mask. Penta puts it on while Roosh and Andrade are turned around, gloating about the fact that they unmask him and yeah. know, it's still not going to matter and yada, yada, yada. And then when they turn around, Penta's got the mask back on, does it one of his, you know, 780 flip things off the top yeah. rope, takes them out, and then let the Lucha Brothers get the win here because they outsmarted them. Yeah. You, you also have the fact that Penta came out just as normal Pinta. Yeah. He was not Pinta El Mero or whatever. Pinta Obscuro. Yeah, Pinta Obscuro. He was himself. Yeah. He was just regular Pinta. It would have been cool if they had torn the mask off and underneath he had the Pinta Obscuro mask on. Mm-hmm. And then he takes it up a notch, which, yeah. God, me saying Pinta takes it up a notch. Right. Into <laughs> the Demon King Pinta, right? But, you know, like, I don't know what. I don't understand what Tony Khan's thought process is. You and me want either one, man. Because that is, it, it's, no one, it's bad storytelling. Yep. It it makes that match, which should be a must-see match. If they do that match next week, mm-hmm. that's the piss break match. Because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, that's when I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gas station and get some drinks. See, I think Tony, and this is where we've talked about it a million times on, on our show, right? About. Tony Khan needs help with booking. I think what Tony's looking for here is, yeah, they're going to win. And then, yeah, uh, Andrade is going to win again. And they're going to win again. They're going to win again. They're going to win again. And then at some point, the crowd's just going to be like, uh, well, here comes another match where Andrade and Roosh are going to win. And that's when the, the Lucha Brothers are going to win. Mm-hmm. Except, and okay, you know, in a in a vacuum, okay, fine. But in a actual real world, hey, this is a wrestling show on television, uh, in an arena, you know, after I see them lose five times in a row, um, you're exactly right. I'm going to go piss. I'm going to go get something to drink. You know, I'm going to do that. And then when I come back and find out that the Lucha Brothers have won, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. You know. See, I, I wish, I, I wish that I was rich enough that I could buy the first five rows on facing the camera. Yeah. So that when <laughs> dumb booking decisions like this take place, I can just have the first five rows of my friends and family yeah. out there, just and I can and just out. send a text, we're leaving. Yeah. And we and all just get just up leaves. and walk out all yeah. at once and just let Tony figure out why did the first five rows of my audience just up and leave. Yep. Because the, you know they don't... on the hard camera. Yeah. So now the hard camera is looking at an empty arena. Yeah. And, and you know that they have people to fill those spots when people step yeah. up to go away because it's camera. But they don't have five rows of people to no. fill those spots. It would take them ten minutes to, hey, do you want better seats? You want a front row seat? You want, you it know, would take something. It, it would you take know, some time. Make yourself a sign to hold up when it's, when, it's, uh, when it's bad. Just hold up the sign that just says, this sucks, we're leaving. Yeah. And then everybody, while on camera, everybody gets up and walks off. Yeah. So it's like, oh, God, we got to cut away from the hard camera. We can't go back to the hard camera at all, you know. A sign that says, available for booking help, you yeah. know, available to help book <laughs> matches. <laughs> it, it just, it's bad. It is. It, it's, he needs somebody. Well, you know, we talk, we talk so much about WWE and their, their trash rebook and rebook and rebook and rebook. They rebook everything over there. For some reason, AEW will just like, they get this in their head. This one match will be rebooked forever. But then you have this one banger match over here and it's a one-time thing. And then you never see that again. And 
AEW's roster is deep enough that we don't need to see Penta and Phoenix versus Roche and uh, Andrade. Yeah. Until the pay-per-view. You can do all of that with face-offs in the back. You can do... And they never actually step in the ring with each other. Yeah. Or you can have a match or two on TV. That's fine. I don't need five matches on TV and then one at the pay-per-view as well. And they all end the exact same way. Yep. And they all end with... The exact the Lucha same Brothers way. getting their mask pulled away. Uh, but, you know, that's, unfortunately, that's not just with against Andrade and Rouge. Look at their stuff with the Young Bucks. Yeah. It was always, let's mess with their masks. Speaking of, it doesn't look like we're going to get a Hung Bucks reunion. Well. Because on Dynamite, uh, the Bucks finally, they finally nutted up and went back in the back and apologized to Hangman and, you know, told him, you know, how they felt and all that kind of good stuff and asked him if he would be their trio's partner. And Hangman was like, look, guys, like, I appreciate the, the apology. You know, there, there's there's been a lot of bad blood. I'm, I'm definitely willing to put it behind us and, you know, start fresh. Uh, but, you know, these guys right here, they were the ones that were behind me when I won the, the title in this arena. Mm. They came out and celebrated with me. Y'all didn't. And he's like, and and you guys deserve somebody who's who stood behind you yeah. the entire time, which which led to uh, led to Cutler Cutler, Cutler being like, hey, see uh, guys, I think he was talking me. about me. And then <laughs> then Matt looking at him going, shut up, Brandon. So, um, but yeah, it's I, gonna be Kenny. It's gotta be Kenny. No, right? it, it, there's no gotta. It is going to be Kenny. Like, there's no other choice. But the thing is, it's next week, right? As I think is their match. Yeah, because. It's it's listed as them versus them and question mark versus you know somebody, so either Kenny comes back next week and they're doing a pretty good job of hiding it, or do they like get Brandon to fill in, and they win the first couple of rounds with Brandon and then at the pay per view where the finals are, that's when Kenny shows back up and then they just shit on Brandon. I mean, that's not outside <laughs> of character for him. But I feel like what we saw last week was the face turn. Yeah, they're moving face. Uh, when Kenny returns, he will be a face. Yeah. Because he's Kenny Omega making his return. Oh, yeah. You have to book him as face, even if you only book him as a face for six months. And the thing is, the elite, the, the heel elite has run its course. Oh, absolutely. Uh, by far. So um, I guess the other option it could be uh, is Switchblade. Maybe. I doubt but, it very seriously. You know. Um, you know, I have a feeling maybe it's Brandon. Like like this is I'm I'm thinking maybe what they do is they, they pick Brandon and then in that first match they win, but Brandon gets hurt. Mm. And then Hangman says, Look, you know, I don't want to do this. I'm gonna be in Dark Order's corner and all, but I'll fill in for the next match until Brandon gets better. Yeah. And then they kinda then Brandon just stays, quote-unquote, hurt. You know, not not in that, hey, we're tricking Hangman type of way, but the, you know, kayfabe hurt. Yeah, because I like Brandon Cutler. Yeah. But his his main role there is an editor for BTE, yeah. editor for the show. Yep. You know, filmography and all his that. Ba- his main stuff is backstage stuff. Yeah, and, and he gets to go out and wrestle every once in a while, but he's the backstage guy. Yeah. And just, it, that's how it is. Um, moving back to WWE real quick, the, uh, the rumor is, is that we're going to see the draft this year in September. Mm-hmm. I saw that. As opposed to October. I think they should just skip the draft, do whatever it is they want to do with the talent. They don't need a whole draft for that. And then they should do the draft after WrestleMania. Because I always preferred well, it in the back be- in the old school days when it was right after Mania. What I think would be really cool with the draft is if they said, like, before the draft, they vacated all the titles. We're vacating the tag titles. We're vacating the universal titles, the the intercontinental title, and the U.S. title. The person who currently has it will face somebody Mm. and make it a drafted person from the other brand. Uh, for the title on the first Raw, the first SmackDown after the draft. I think that would be cool. Get some well, belts off of Roman, 
Uh, then let's say Roman loses or something like that. Now Roman can go off on this tangent about, I never lost the belt. It was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So It'd be great. They're not never going to do they that. They won't do something like that, but it'd be fun. It would It would be fun. That would whole, also allow them to make Roman defend it on Raw, and there you go with the Universal title. Because this whole, like, unified titles, I hate that. I do too. And honestly... I'm surprised USA hasn't thrown more of a fit than they have. And they've thrown a fit, but I'm surprised it hasn't been more, like, to the point of um, we're fixing to move Raw for Monday night. We're going to put it on, like, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock or some some stupid thing like that. You know, just as a punishment to the WWE for what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's bad. We're shuffling it off to (laughs) sci-fi. God. So, anyway, like like we were talking about, I don't think there's a super whole lot about wrestling news, so we're going to move into thanking McNarb Gaming in Gautier, Mississippi. Thanks, Greg, for letting us use the studio area Absolutely. to record Thank this. You, um, if you need any kind of gaming materials, magic cards, D&D books, dice, miniatures, board games upon board games, come down to McNarb Gaming. Grab yourself one. They got a wall that you can test out a whole lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. There's almost always someone here playing something that you can ask questions to. Everybody's super nice, you know, as long as you're respectful. Um, they'll be willing to tell you about different things, teach you how to play games. You know, you always saw this magic thing and wanted to know what it was. You could probably talk to one of the guys here that plays, and they'd probably let you play a a, a base game. Go grab one oh, of yeah. the base packs from the behind the counter for twenty bucks, and you know. Let's play, and I'll show you the, the how to do it as we go. Um, right. So, absolutely. Come to McNard Gaming. And a big thank you to Big Dog Liquor, where we get all of our liquor for the show. Uh, they're also right here in Gauthier, so once you've come, you've played a few games, you've picked up some games to take home to play with your family, head on over to Big Dog Liquor and pick you up a bottle of Four Roses uh, Single Batch Select. It is delicious. Uh, they have wines. They have all the other types of whiskey you could ever want. Gin, vodka, rum. You can think of it. They've got it. If they can't, if they don't have it, he can try to get a hold of it for you. Stupid Mississippi laws. Um, but yeah, thank you to big dog liquor. And now that you're done listening to us, head on over and listen to our friends at travelers on the omnibus. This week's episode, you might hear a few familiar voices. And I think what they do this week, they did uh, their top five songs. Mm-hmm. And I can see the board in here, and I can tell you what, it's an interesting assortment of songs. It really is. So head on over, check them out for that. And check out uh, Jody. He's one of the travelers. He also hosts another show called Fearology with his alter ego, JL Kite. Uh, check that out. It's his personal journey through horror and how it's affected his life and the history of horror. And if you're in the movie uh, mood, uh, give, a, give a shout-out to uh, Silence Your Cell Phones. Our buddies Jarrett and Kevin uh, talk about new movies, old movies, uh, bingeable television shows. Uh, they got their podcast. They also do a live show on YouTube, I think on Thursday nights now. Maybe it's still Wednesdays. It's one of the two. Uh, they, they have a, a YouTube channel. Find them. It, it'll tell you when they are. Um, but it gives you something for your ears to do when you're not listening to us. Yep. So, I believe, with all of that said, it's going to wrap us up. We'll go towards next week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.